Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. podcast i am mike and i'm rusty this being a uh that ain't right friday uh we're gonna do some more guest stars this time from season two yeah and there's some really good ones in season two like right out of the gate the very first episode has uh two really good guests oh yeah yeah the very first one uh how to fire a rifle without really trying angela kinsey as angela as angela yeah Yeah. and wallace sean as philip nwai you know, I, yeah, and uh, Wallace Shawn, uh, isn't he the guy from Princess Princess Diaries? Mm-hmm. Or what's it called? Yeah. Yeah, Princess yeah, Diaries. Yeah, Princess Diaries, yeah. Inconceivable, yeah, yeah, yeah. that guy. Yeah. Inconceivable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's also, I think he does a voice. He does, I think he does a voice on Toy Story as well, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, yeah, He does yeah, a yeah. lot of voices. He does the, uh, he does the, the, the T-Rex. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He does, he he's does the T Rex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then, of course, Angela Kinsey from The Office. Yeah, The Office. Yeah, you gotta love some Angela Kinsey. They actually have a really good podcast. Her and uh, I can't remember her name, but the lady who plays Pam. Pam they they have their own Pam. podcast where Pam, they Pam. run through they run through The Office. I yeah. don't know if you've ever heard it or oh, not. Oh yeah, yeah. Good. Office ladies. Yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah, it's not bad at all. I would say that is the uh, best Office podcast. Uh, well, hands down, they get the, they give you the uh, you get all like the inside scoop with them, you know, that you don't really get with uh, a lot of these type of shows. That's true. Um, next up, we've got Texas City Twister uh, that has and uh, God bless me, uh, Neil Guntoli, G I U N T O L I, yeah, as Weezy. I don't know. Yeah, your guess is as good as mine on that. And then Let's see if I can see his name here. Maurice Lamarche as radio announcer. So Maurice Maurice, Maurice Lamarche. Lamarche seems to be a reoccurring uh, person. Oh, as uh, as... he's 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 brain. It, well, yeah, he he's he does brain and Pinky and the Brain. He does some Futurama right. characters. Uh, he he does uh, Zap Brannigan. Zap Brennigan. No, he does. Uh, no, he doesn't do Zap Brennigan. Sorry, sorry. He does Kiff. 
Oh, Zach Brennan Kiff. Gets side, the yeah. assistant Kiff. Yeah. And then he plays a couple of other small characters on there too. And then anytime, I think there's an Orson Welles impression that they, somebody does on one of the episodes on the show. And right. that's him. He does a, or, uh, he does a really good Orson Welles uh-huh. on, uh, on Futurama apparently, but he's also done work on the critic. Uh, he voiced 29 characters in one 30 minute episode. On Holy the critic. crap. On the critic. huh? Yeah. 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 Did you ever on watch the critic? the critic? Yeah. 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 Isn't that the one that had like the shaky kind of like lines, like the lines were kind of wavy? No, the critic was uh, John um, uh, Lovitz. John Lovitz, and he was like a movie critic. Um, oh, it, okay. So no, I never saw that one. The one I'm talking of, I can't remember even the name of it, but like the lines on it were real wavy for the whole show. Like the whole show you were watching, yeah. the the lines were just, I don't know, it was really weird animation. Yeah, uh, the critic was I I liked it. I thought it was really good and it had a lot of like celebrity type stuff. It it reminded me uh of like a that again. Yeah, it reminds me of like a family guy or something like that as far as the humor goes. Uh, I'm gonna have to run that back and watch that one. Yeah. I, I've seen here that uh, I know we're talking about King of the Hill, but it has uh it has Nancy Cartwright in it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so right, from that, the that's enough for yeah. me to watch it. Yeah. Uh Bart Simpson. It's it's good stuff. It it uh, I really enjoyed I'll that show, and I was that was kind of one of the shows that uh, that really ticked me off when they canceled that. I don't even know what they replaced it with, but probably something that's not on anymore. Uh, yeah, yeah, probably so. Next episode is Arrowhead. Maurice Lamarche again as John Lerner. So he is uh, yeah, definitely so a reoccurring voice. Well, at this time, this would be, you know, probably the height of like voice acting for him. This would probably be like one of the, he's, he's doing Pinky and the Brain at this time. The critics, they're all around this time. Pinky and the Brain, the yeah. critic. Yeah. The very beginning of Futurama, because Futurama started in what, like 99? Yeah, something 2000, like that. Because I remember mm-hmm. it was around the millennial that it started because it was, that was a part of the hype of the show was the, was the turning of the millennial. Oh, yeah. So the next yeah. next episode we've got is uh, one of the uh, the one of my favorites is Halloween. Oh, hold on, I, I don't want to interrupt you real fast, yeah. but I'm going to. So uh, <laughs> a, a fun a fun fact about Lamarche. I thought this would, this would be a cool fun fact to throw in there for him. Yeah. So there is a ride at Six Flags over Texas, which you and I both know to be in Arlington, Texas, mm-hmm. and uh, he voiced. Yosemite Sam on a, oh, really? a dark ride called Yosemite Sam and the Gold River Adventure. So oh, if you ever wow. ride that ride and you hear that voice, it's Maurice that's, Lamarche. That's Lamarche. That's and it's still like immortalized. So it's it's like it started in 1992, and I believe that the ride is still going. So his voice is carried on for like 20 years on this Yosemite Sam ride. Wow, that's that's kind of cool. Um, you know the the other guy that I mentioned, this Neil. Um, how do you say his last name? Uh, Giantoli, maybe G-I-U-N-T-O-L-I. Uh, what episode he, was he on? Well, again? he, he was on Texas city twister. Oh, uh, Texas city yeah. Twister. The one before okay. this one. Uh, but I felt yeah. bad cause I didn't, I didn't mention anything that, that he would been in, uh, that he had been in. He was on NYPD blue, Ally McBeal for the most part. He was, uh, he's an actor in TV rather than just a voiceover. He's been Jeff oh, okay. Foxworthy show. He's been on. He's been on a ton of stuff. A lot of CSI. Are you Monk, talking about things like that? Jeff Foxworthy's abysmal uh, <laughs> sitcom. I mean, I like the. Uh, don't don't get me wrong. I really like the uh, the blue collar comedy stuff. Yeah. But the one that I like, the two that I liked the most were Bill Ingvall and. Uh, 
uh, they call me Tater Salad. That, yeah. I can't remember his name. Ron White. Yeah, Those are the Ron two White. that I like yeah. the most. I like their I like their them two the most. I really didn't like the you might be a redneck jokes. They just seemed to uh, appeal to a one particular audience. They didn't have like a broad range of it. Like, well, you could listen to the humor from uh, you could listen to Ron White's stories and stuff like that. And they're sure it was like it was it was way better, you know, way better stuff than what's well, the same know, like blue collar trailer park crap. What's well, the same deal with with Larry the Cable Guy? You know, same kind of stuff. Um, it, it, it was one note. You know, there's just one note there, yeah, that's and that's kind of what it is. That was it, yeah. So. And, uh, I mean, I guess he made his millions because oh, you don't ever hear of him anymore. Definitely. You don't ever hear of him anymore. Well, so all he had to he do was money make, and got out of it. All he had to do was make cars. Nine, nine Cars movies. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, the Cars movies. That was enough for him. I, just being a t- well, because they, they had some some other ones that were pretty stupid. There was that one, Larry the Cable Guy, Health Inspector, Delta Farce, and mm. uh, Witless Protection. Mm. And then they put him on the Cars stuff. I think the Cars stuff is probably, that's probably where he made all Well, you know, I to remember. Be honest, probably the majority of his money. I remember him from way back. He used to do radio spots. Uh, like, he would be a character that, like, these morning zoo crews would call or whatever. I remember when I was a kid, yeah. he would he would come on those radio radio shows and do his Larry the Cable Guy act. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, a long time ago, long time ago. Oh, fun fact: we can, I, I know this doesn't really this doesn't really matter, but uh, Larry the Cable Guy's hometown is actually Pawnee, Nebraska, which is oh, also really? a uh, which is also the the Parks and Recreation yeah. Uh, yeah. city. That's really fantastic. Uh, so yeah, we're, that is. That's a big old looping circle. Of, <laughs> uh, yeah, nothing to do with King of the Hill, but there you go. <laughs> we're up to uh, we're up to Halloween, and okay, Halloween. Uh, oh yeah, that's course, an actual great one. Yeah, of course the big one, Sally Field. Uh, Sally, Sally Field, Field is Junie Harper, and then you got deal, uh, Neil Giantoli again as second closer. So uh, oh, okay. uh, once again, this guy appears. Uh, next one up is Jump and Crack Bass again, uh, a, a favorite. Uh, it, there's, there were hardly any cartoons that, that allowed the characters to try crack, uh, before this happened. Yeah. Not, not very many uh, TV <laughs> shows were feeding crack to their, so, uh, yeah, no, not very many at you all. You had Dan Butler as the attorney. You had, uh, Brent Forrester as the dealer, but the big one was James Carville as the judge. Yeah, he was a judge. Yeah. James Carville. Yeah. James Carville, uh, known for being married to, uh, the big Democrat and him being the big Republican. Uh, yeah, both, he, didn't he work for like Bush, both Bushes and like Reagan and stuff? Yeah, he he ran he ran uh, a lot of the like uh, Republican campaigns. Yeah. Oh, okay, so he was a campaign guy. Yeah, he's a big campaign guy. Uh, oh yeah, wasn't he? Uh, what was his nickname? Wasn't he the uh, the raging Cajun? Raging Cajun, you got it. Yep, that's it. No, he was the Democrat. I thought I thought he was a Democrat, and his wife was the the Republican. Mm, I thought it was the other yeah, way. Yeah, 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 yeah. You got it flipped around because they called him the Raging Cajun because he worked on uh, he worked on Clinton's. Oh, uh, that's campaign. right. He was on Clinton's. Yeah. And then right. Mary Madeline was her Mary name, Madeline. and she worked with Reagan, HWW, and she was a counselor to to Dick Cheney. I always wanted to call her Mary Matlin, but that's the the deaf deaf actress. Blind. Oh, the, no, she's, she's deaf. deaf, right? deaf yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, next one, Husky Bobby. Um, I, I love this one just because of the, uh, the way that he goes down the runway and all that stuff. I think it's just a fantastic one. Uh, yeah, I love this one. Patricia Childress as Annie Menard and crying child. And then, uh, Joanna Gleason as the receptionist and Steve Vinovich as the salesman. 
I don't really know any of those names other than Joanna Gleason. Uh, well, I know. Uh, I just went ahead and looked her up just to see who she was. Pat Patricia Childress. Mm-hmm. Uh, she actually has two Emmys. Wow. Uh, she has worked on award-winning films, including As Good as It Gets, mm-hmm. Dead Man's Walk, a television film. Uh, by writer Larry McMurdy is that's a dead man's walk. It's a TV film. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, independent projects at MTV and CBS. She was associated with the Dr. Phil show. Uh, okay. She helped develop and create Dr. Phil's ultimate weight loss challenge, which <laughs> broke daytime ratings records in 2003. <laughs> okay. So that's pretty obscure. And then she worked on the launch of model and TV personality Tyra Banks' program, The Tyra Banks Show. Oh. She earned two Emmys with The Tyra Banks Show in 2008 and 2009, and uh, that was in the Outstanding Talk Show slash Information category, and she was <laughs> talk supervising... Slash, talk Show slash Information. That's a, what yeah, a that's wonderful category, category to talk be shows. in, right? Yeah, that's where Oprah probably reigned supreme. <laughs> what, uh, she what? was the supervising creative director for five years for the show. Wouldn't so it surprise the, the crap out of some of these yeah. shows if, like, an information show won? You know, just like <laughs> it's yeah, about, that would, that it's would about be, Alzheimer's be or something, you know, just boom, there it <laughs> yeah. is. There uh, it is. I imagine 60 Minutes is probably on. That's probably like the 60 Minutes kind of. Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. Maybe not. I keep well, no, thinking. That's like more of like a documentary. Well, that's like a documentary. I keep thinking infomercials for some reason, you know. Infomercial. <laughs> so, imagine uh, an infomercial that lasted as long as a TV show. <laughs> yeah, that, that happens. <laughs> able to win that category. So yeah. Steve Vinovich, uh, the other guy on here, he has been in. Okay. You talk about a guy who's been an actor for a long time. Uh, he was, he's been in, uh, I guess he was way back in Remington Steel, uh, Hill Street Blues, Cheers, Tales from the Dark Side, Mannequin, uh, Perfect Strangers, LA Law, Webster, Roseanne. I mean, this guy is like, he's in a lot of TV. Oh, tons tons of TV. Oh, Family Matters, Matlock, Step by Step. I like Step by Step. Star Trek, Deep Space Nine. I mean, Step by Step was one of the shows that was, uh, still on, it was still on TV around that time. Because uh, it uh, it was on the T is the TGI Friday lineup. This was, guy, uh, this guy, nineteen ninety six. Family Matters, Beverly Hills nine hundred two one zero, Wayans Brothers, ER, Grace Under Fire, Malcolm and Eddie, Ali McBeal, King of the Hill. Uh, and, Raymond. Yeah, and then you get hey, you in, know Malcolm in the Middle is one of the shows that they're trying to revive. You know they're, they're well they're, they're Brian Cranston's trying to resi- revive it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I, I love that show. I, I that. thought that show was fantastic. Hey, I love that show too. I thought it was yeah. amazing. I, well. Uh, that show, uh, one Peabody, seven Emmys, one Grammy, and seven Golden Globes. Mm. I don't know Golden that Globe any other show has ever done that. That's that's a yeah, lot. I don't know either. It was it was one of the best. It's got to be one of the best of all time for sure. It and, has to be one of the best of all time. And then what what has to be the pinnacle of his career? He was pre- principal Weeby on uh, Hannah Montana. So. Oh wow! Yeah, that's yeah, I've been be, reading a lot of uh, be right controversy about Nickelodeon. Oh yeah, it's, it's a trending topic. Yeah, uh, well, everybody, it's kind of this is kind of old news, but one of the main producers of all those kids shows had like a foot fetish. Oh, and uh, <laughs> if you go back and look at a lot of these shows, uh, like uh, 
Sam and Cat with Ariana Grande and that one girl that was from the iCarly show. Yeah. iCarly show is one of them. And there's like a lot of weird scenes where they have their feet and they're just doing, you know, it's just weird stuff related to feet in these kids' oh, shows. No. And uh, it kind of resurfaced, the drama resurfaced again because Nickelodeon has said that they want to move away from uh, female dominant characters in cartoons mm -hmm. because little boys won't want to watch them. Mm. kind of they're they're back on that kind of thing and it was funny because somebody from cartoon network i don't know if it was somebody actually affiliated with cartoon network or just a, a a parody twitter but they were post they posted a big huge like uh picture of all of the female protagonists in all of the uh cartoon network shows because cartoon network doesn't really shy away from they have they're all about animation more so than catering i feel like to a, a certain demographic uh, over the last like 15 years or so they got away from worrying about animation to worrying about targeting kids for animation yeah but uh from what i understand with all the new changes and stuff like that that's happened within cartoon network recently they're supposed to be bringing it back to focusing again on pure just purely focusing on animation to be consumed instead of targeting it just for kids or whatever so uh yeah nickelodeon a lot of drama with nickelodeon so it's it, <laughs> Maybe maybe let's not watch some of those Nickelodeon shows. <laughs> Next on our list, the man who shot Kane Scrittenberg. Uh, yeah, the, this has some good ones on it. Yeah, this it has some really, really does. Good ones. Yeah, it's got the three main. You get, uh, you yeah, the... you get Jim Cummings again with Topsy. Mm -hmm. Jim Cummings is the, the the famous voice actor who uh, who does uh, a lot of Winnie the Pooh stuff. Uh, well, you got the just three. A, he's, got... a, he's prolific. Yeah, sure. he you... does a, all of the Winnie the Pooh, Tiglet stuff, a uh, Tiglet, Tigger stuff. The main thing is is the three guys from Green Day. You've got uh, Billy Joe Armstrong. You've got Trey Cool, and you've got Mike Durnt, uh, and then Greg Daniels playing Booby. The other person in the uh, in the band. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You get the you get the Green Day folks mm -hmm. uh, for the band. Yeah, yeah. which uh, there's a point in that episode where there's a song on TV uh, where Luann is fixing uh, Bobby's hair. Mm -hmm. The song is uh, called "Prosthetic Head," which is the final track from Green Day's '97 album Nimrod. Wow, that's cool. Which is something that I uh, I didn't get that last time when we ran through the show. So there you go. I, yeah. I don't think I did. I don't think I had that tidbit then. So there you go. A little pop for you guys. Yeah, the, the other person in this is Castillo Guerrero. I think I'm saying his first name correct. Castillo. Uh, he's been in a bunch of stuff. Uh, mostly as an actor, though. Um, I mean, we're talking. He's an he's an Argentinian actor, yeah. Yeah, we're talking. Uh, he was Purge. in the Usual Suspects. Yeah, he he's been he's been That's in a, a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff. Burn Notice, did a lot of TV, of course, CSI Miami, uh, things like that. So, uh, he is he oh, is Deathstroke, Knights and Dragons. That's supposed to be a really good web series. I've never seen it, but I've heard good things about it. He does a voice on it. Oh yeah. Uh, the next one is the son that got away and there's only one, uh, uh, guest star on this, but, uh, one of the funniest guys, I think, uh, that that's been around, uh, John Ritter. 
as Eugene Grandy. Oh, John Ritter. Yeah, I really. I, that's that's one of those ones we get, we lost too too soon. I feel like yeah. Uh, in in comedy, I don't know. He just uh, you get a real good feel watching his 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 comedy. Uh, specifically, the show that he did right before he died, the Teenage Daughter show that he had. Yeah, I, I remember watching that just because he was on it. And I don't know. It's just when you watch him, you just don't. You can't. You can't feel. Like, you can't help but smile. It's kind of like the the Norm Macdonald feel. You know what I mean? Oh like, sure. They just seem like super sweet people. Like like you, they just you, mm-hmm. you could tell that the people that they were around. If you were upset or you were sad, they were trying to do anything they could to to make you feel better about whatever was going on. That's what I like about him. He has that kind of quality when you're watching him. John Ritter was just one of those guys that became a really good actor too. You know, um, I mean, there's, yeah, yeah, that too. Yeah, there's absolutely. nothing better than John Ritter and Sling Blade. You know, I mean, that's yeah, just, that's what I was gonna. I was gonna mention that. Yeah, Sling Blade, which yeah. is funny because I think in a in a se- in an episode in this season, uh, you get an episode with Billy Bob Thornton and Dwight Yoakam in it. So it's oh, kind of funny. Yeah. You get John Ritter, and then in a couple of episodes, I think you, I think you get a. I'm pretty sure there's an episode in this season with with those two in it. But well, when did yeah, Sling Blade uh, come out? Um, oh, Sling Blade, 96. I don't know, Sling Blade, 96. So yeah, yeah. it'd be like right around this time. It'd be yeah. right around this time. So it makes and, you... and I imagine with, uh, with, with, you gotta think, uh, you gotta think Mike Judge who like, you know, all the, think of what he creates. Mm-hmm. I feel like that would be a, I feel like that would be a movie. I'm not going to speak for him, but I feel like that would be a movie that he would be like, he would be drawn to based on his, you know, the stuff that I've watched that Mike Judge has created. I just wonder I if like that would be something. I just wonder if these guys met here. You know, I mean, because because I don't know that John Ritter and Billy Bob Thornton would be hanging out in the same circles otherwise, you know. Yeah, you did. well, I don't know. That's that's what that uh, when I talked to uh, whenever we had the interview with the uh, Jay and Nicole, that was kind of one of the things they said. It's like everybody's kind of worked with everybody if you've been in the industry. So maybe maybe they did kind of know each other. Or yeah, something. maybe so. But either way, either way. uh that movie couldn't have been a better put together movie. And I think the fact that uh, Billy Bob Thornton, that's like his magnum opus, you know what I mean? He, oh, yeah. he, he, he helped write it. The short that they made is a pretty good short. Cause there was a short before there was the movie. They had like a little test thing that they did with it. And uh, then he decided he wanted to run with the show, but it's that creepy scene at the beginning where the guy is talking about a transvestite mm-hmm. and uh, he, uh, that is the the original skit is is that is him talking to to the girls and telling them the story and then uh, that guy talking crazy like that to him that's the the very beginning of the the short too which is also the beginning of the movie but that's a that's one of my probably top five favorites honestly oh yeah force gump force gump sling blade that's like that's like top tier film that's an afternoon for you right there uh, oh, easy afternoon too. Yeah. So the Tomb- next add tombstone in there. And that's a weekend almost. <laughs> tombstone. Yeah. Uh, the next one, and this is going to be our last one, so we'll have to do this in two parts for season two. Yeah, yeah, part two. Yeah, season um, two is really, really long. Of course, yeah, we got it is. There's a lot. It's There's like a, a lot. Twenty plus. It's like twenty plus episodes. But yeah. this is this is a big one. Uh, the company man. Uh, it. Oh had, yeah, that's yeah. A big one. You're right. Uh, Billy West uh, uh, as Mr. Holloway had M yep. Emmett Walsh as Buck Strickland who. Um, M. Emmett Walsh, uh, all-time actor, like from way, way back. Uh, then you had Stockard Channing, which Stockard Channing. Oh, I know exactly who Emmett Walsh is. Mm-hmm. Emmett Walsh is the train driver on Wild Wild West. Oh, yeah. 
that's yeah. what that, that's funny. That's the only one I can remember him from outside of uh, he did a a voice on a movie that okay it came out in uh, came out on my birthday August the sixth nineteen ninety nine. It was the Iron Giant. Mm. He does a voice on that, so that's where I recognize him from. Is that and from uh, uh, Wild Wild West the uh, and uh, the Iron quote Giant. unquote. That that's a beautiful movie. Iron that's Giant a tearjerker is, there, uh, Iron Giant's one of my wife's favorite movies. I had a, a painting commissioned for her. Oh, of the Iron oh wow! Giant. Yeah, yeah, you're gonna have to show me a picture of that. I want to see that. Yeah, it's I, a cool I, That's painting. one of my. That's one of my top five animated films. But you got you, know, you got to have your categories and your genres of your top fives. That's definitely one of my top five animated movies. Emmett Walsh is one of those guys. He had like a 60 year career. I mean, the guy has been. Oh in, yeah, yeah. He's been in TV and movies since you know since Jesus was walking around. So uh, I'll, I'll quote, I'll quote Roger, e, uh, Roger Ebert here. He said that no movie featuring either Harry Dean Stanton or M Emmett Walsh in a supporting <laughs> role can be altogether bad. So there that's you go. true. From that's the, true because you from get to the, watch them. from the yeah. all and he's still alive too. So uh, yeah, you know, he don't uh, take him too don't take him too soon from his guys. <laughs> yeah. You know, well, I mean, he's been in, he's been in just, I mean, good God, you look at the stuff that he's been in. Um, oh, from 1969, yeah. Oh, oh my gosh! Just the yeah. film that he's been in. Just he was so in. Much. I mean, the Planet of the Apes. He was a part of the Planet of the Apes series. <laughs> he was in the Jerk. Uh, the for Airport God's 77. Sake. The Jerk. Yeah, the Jerk. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. Blade Runner. First. That's a good one. Blade Runner. First. I don't recognize a lot of these because I'm 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 only so old. I remember him in George. He was George Henderson. Yeah, that's one I remember. Oh, yeah. Him. Yeah. He was I, George uh, Henderson. Um. My my favorite quote from the jerk. Uh, first, I'm in the phone book, and now I'm on your ass. So uh, yeah, that's, my, <laughs> that's my favorite quote. Uh, well, he was in uh, that weird Romeo and Juliet film with uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, and was it Kate Winslet that he did that with? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I believe so. I don't no, know. no, no. It was Claire. It was Claire Danes. <laughs> it was Claire Danes. No, it was just a really. The reason why I remember it is because uh it was around that i mean it was like i think it came out when it came out i came out in 1996 well i remember like in like sixth grade i was like real into reading poetry and stuff like that mm-hmm. and the teacher somehow managed to get it approved or just didn't care and just played the movie so we got to watch romeo and juliet because it's the actual it's, it's the actual romeo and yeah, juliet yeah, like yeah it's the actual the thing whole just actual original play those times yeah just really like i really thought it was cool and they're like put down your sword and they're sitting there pointing guns at each other mm-hmm. so as a kid mm-hmm. you were just like you know i was really hyped for the movie as a teenager you know a young preteen it was a really good uh really good movie uh and then uh, stalker channing uh one of my favorites uh she has been yeah, in, she's one of my favorites she's been in a ton of stuff she she had her own yeah, show Rizzo. she had her own show on fox uh for a while um that was, she did. Yeah. Channing yeah. Show? Yeah. I need to find that. I got to, I got, you know, I got to go back and put that on the list of things I need to go, go back she and watch. Is, I remember her specifically on, of course, Greece, mm-hmm. but there's a, a movie that my wife loves to watch. Uh, it's with, uh, damn, I can't remember what her name is. It, it, it's a movie about the chick that got pregnant and lived in a Walmart. Like her boyfriend leaves her at the Walmart or whatever. Oh, yeah. And, uh, we, and she, she played Queen Amidala. I can't remember her name. Oh, my gosh. I, well, whatever her name is, uh, that's uh, Stockard Channing's in that movie, too. That's one, uh, that's one of uh, my wife's favorite movies. But the big that, one here. kill me what the name of that is. The I big, her the big one here like, is M.F. Thatherton, uh, Burt Reynolds. Burt Reynolds playing M.F. Oh, Thatherton. Yeah. Um, 
Burt Reynolds has been in some of the some of the really good movies, and Burt Reynolds has been in some really bad movies. Um, yeah, he's been in some corny, corny movies. But I guess uh, you know when you're been in movies as long as he has, and I'm sure you know he didn't have the best of spending habits in, in, at some parts of his <laughs> careers. You gotta, you gotta get uh, where the heart is. Is the name of the there movie I was talking go. about? There Natalie go. Portman and Stockcar Channing, Ashley Judd and Joan Cusack. There you go. Yeah. That's that's in this all star cast, but yeah, no, I, I I don't. Uh, Burt Reynolds. So for me, I guess my favorite movie that I really like of Burt Reynolds is the Best Little Whorehouse in Texas. Best Little Whorehouse in that's Texas like, is great, but uh, yeah, that's I mean, one of my favorite movies. The first, the first Smoking the Bandit is 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 probably oh Smoking the Bandit, yeah. That's probably that's like like his pinnacle. You know, I mean, he did a lot of stuff after that, and he did a lot of stuff before it. But I mean, when you when you put a movie on his tombstone, it's going to be Smokey and the Bandit, I would think. Yeah, I think so, too. It'd be Smokey and the Bandit, definitely. I don't think it's going to be uh, Sharky's Machine. I don't think it's going to be. Well, I don't know, Deliverance. Yeah, because that, that was his That was his real breakthrough, so Deliverance, you know. Deliverance, and then, uh, and then of course, his defining role in uh, Boogie Nights. So. Nice, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, I did like uh, the original Longest Yard. That was okay. Yeah, that's true. Good. Longest Yard's good. Yeah, I'm just saying he's yeah. been in some good stuff. I mean, Gator. Um, he, he's but been we in... could go back and probably name some corny stuff. You know, Navajo Joe. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. He's been in. He was. He was in just about anything he could be in. Uh, in the late '80s, '90s. Uh, anything that got he was trying to hold on to his relevance from the 70s all well, the way through the 80s <laughs> and you, you see that with a lot of guys you know i mean uh bruce willis is one of my all-time favorites but he's made some real crap uh but oh, at was, the very end for sure yeah and, I, and 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 now we know why he was in because people were actually it was the uh the razzies isn't, it the, isn't that what they're called yeah. mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. The, the ones that do the, the or is that is that for porn? Is no, 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 porn? no, 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 no. Razzies is not, regular. Yeah, Razzies. Okay, You're I was making brazzers. sure because I know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, the Razzies even rescinded an award that right. they give out, right? Because that once his condition was released, which is sad to hear, and you know we, we were losing another great a great actor because he really played in some really good stuff. Obviously, uh, one of my favorites of his was the. Uh, Oh, what is it? The the ones with the assassins. It's like they're all assassins or something. It was like kind of one of his. Oh, you mean those thirty three movies that he made that had assassins in it? No, I don't think it was the thirty three <laughs> ones. Never mind. It was the one with uh, Matt. I just uh, what's his name? I just from, remember him. Uh, from, I, he's he's always going to be moonlighting to me. You know, the guy from Moonlight. Yeah, moonlighting. Yeah, I, loved, I, loved moonlighting. I uh, that was a little bit before me. Yeah, so I, I really that. missed that one. But you know, the but thing- for me, it was like Twelve Monkeys, The Fifth Element, Armageddon, oh, sure. The Sixth Sense, sure. all that stuff. Uh, Red. That was the one I was thinking of. Red and Red Two. Those are the two. Oh ones yeah, Assassins. He, I get what you're uh, saying. Yeah. yeah. yeah you know yeah, the, yeah. the thing that the, the Last Boy that, Scout. That was a that was a really good one. The thing that I completely forgot about with with Burt Reynolds was Evening Shade. It was a TV show that he had on for almost a hundred episodes. I mean, the guy was on for a long time. That was a CBS. Who was, who was, was a, the one? Did he? He wasn't Knight Rider, was he? No, 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 no. Who was Knight no, Rider? Who played, uh, who played a Knight Rider? That's the man who eats hamburgers off the floor. Uh, David Hasselhoff. Oh, yeah. That yeah. was David Hasselhoff. <laughs> that's yeah. That's Michael Knight, team Knight Rider. Yeah. I, uh, I keep, okay. I keep seeing this and this has nothing to do with that. That just, just said hamburger, but I keep watching these news bloopers, right? To, to go to sleep. 
And I, I got to tell you, yeah. they don't make enough news bloopers, by the way. Um, no, they don't. I, I did a quick shout out to news bloopers. I was watching a, a reel the other night that I hadn't seen. And guess who pops up in, in the middle of that reel? It's Pete, oh, it's wow. Pete Sousa. Just right oh, in the middle Pete of the, right in the middle oh, wow. yeah, he's the news famous. Yeah, Pete Sousa is famous. Yeah. 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 But, uh, I, I keep watching all over the world and, and I keep seeing this one and this, this only has to do with hamburgers, but, uh, this guy throws it to the, 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 the female anchor there. Who's going to talk about traffic or something. And he goes, and now to the hamburger and he switches over to her and she's got this black and white top on and it's just so <laughs> cruel. it's it's not even a blooper it's a guy just being a jerk (laughs) but it was very good all right man well that is uh that's it for this one uh i think i think we've uh uh, probably bored enough people out uh but uh this is uh guest stars and we did season two part one Um, season two part one yep we did uh how to fire a rifle without really trying all the way up through the company man and uh, we'll pick that back up another friday um you want to tell them where they can find us yeah you can find us anywhere at b-w-a-a-a-k-o-t-h you could also uh, we have a link tree now so you go to link tree uh, that's link tr.ee slash b-w-a-a-a-k-o-t-h and that has all of our links there and uh you can also go over to roguemedianetwork.com and catch us too uh also i've only got one submission so far so by default the guy will win the shirt if nobody else <laughs> wants to do it uh I, I can't not send him a shirt for for being the only one to do it but we have one ai generated uh story story so yeah. far so yeah we need some more don't forget to get those submissions in it's b-w-a-a-a-k-o-t-h at gmail.com don't forget to get those submissions in while you can yeah uh, any, otherwise this any, guy's gonna win a shirt any ai you're not, story so. submission and as long as it doesn't have anything to do with sex um yeah no sex i don't think the terms of service <sighs> on those uh ai generations let them do that anyway so they might be able to make something erotic but it won't be like super <laughs> sexual there's it won't let you say penis or anything or like that it won't on let the, you on say the prompts penis. yeah uh, so well, that's so good you won't be able to say penis that's good you might be able to say member <laughs> they might be able to say junk. member or or junk cool. or uh all what those Western, those little cheesy Western uh, porn books have uh, some really good terminologies for cheesy Western the, porn books. What are you talking about? Uh, that other podcast that you guys have. Oh, produced you're now. talking about bustles and bangers. Boobies and, oh, bustles and bangers. Boobies. I was going to say titty tassels and whiskey. I didn't know what you called it. <laughs> I couldn't remember what it was yeah, called. That one has not started yet, but it will. It will start after the first. Oh, well, there you go. Year, That's yeah. a teaser. There you go, guys. That's a teaser for the start of the year uh, for bustles and bangers, which talks. It's a. It's a. Uh, or titty discuss, and whiskey, whichever. Yeah, titty twirlers and whiskey, where they discuss. Uh, yeah, it's a married Western couple. romance novels. It's a married so, couple, yeah. and they they read uh, trashy romance novels and to each other. It's it's. I think uh, it's gonna be funny. It's a lot yeah. more than you think it is. So. Uh, so we are gonna continue with this uh, season two, our second episode of the new year. Yeah, yeah. Yep. This will be our our season two. Well, actually, te- technically third. Well, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. We had the, the the episode on on day one of the year. So we are covering the guest stars uh, on King of the Hill season two. Season this two. Is, this is part two of that because it's such a extensive list. It is. It was a really big list. We didn't think it was going to be that big, but uh, 
we started going through it, and sure enough, it was uh, more than one episode worth of voices. Yeah, uh, there are a lot of people in this thing. Um, so let's start with the unbearable blindness of laying. Uh, we have three different people in this one, and this is a big one to start. Um, we have Chuck Mangione. Chuck Mangione, which we have discussed him at length multiple Flugel times. Flugelhorn, correct. So, so he is a flugelhorn player. Flugelhorn player. Yep. Chuck Mangione, big in the 70s. Uh, did Big uh, on King of the Hill. Did a few songs, yep, yep. Uh, I think he... Uh, I think he did a uh, a fine job on this show, and I think it's so funny that they they oh, include him as job. like part of the crowd. Like superb job! Yeah. yeah. Then we get Carl Reiner as Gary Kasner again. Carl Reiner, yeah. Or we I guess, talked about him. Yeah, this is again, right? This is the second. This time. is again. Yeah, we've talked about Carl Reiner before. And Carl Reiner's popped up because he plays uh, the voice of stepdad Gary, you know, yeah. stepdad King of the Hill, Gary Chandler. Uh, no, his name Gary Not uh, Chandler. Kasner. That's an actual human being. Gary yeah. Kasner, yeah. And then the biggest one, I think, uh, as Tilly Hill, Tammy Wynette. Tammy Wynette. Yeah. Tammy Wynette. Famous, 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 famous country, country singer. Uh, yeah. Just recently passed away. She was the she coal did. miner's daughter. Yeah. Right? Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah, no. No. No, that, that, that was. I she was. Uh, no, that's not Tammy Wynette. That no, is, that's Loretta Lynn. Yeah, that's Loretta yeah, Lynn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tammy Wynette, yeah. never mind. Tammy Wynette was. Tammy Wynette uh, was a pet store. Yeah, she was the the, the pet oh, pet store. No, I don't know. You don't know. You just, just made something up. <laughs> well, she was a famous country singer. She died in ninety eight. She was. She was but, huge. Uh, she was huge. She. Uh, I want to say she had over twenty singles on the Billboard country chart during her career, oh. which is uh, huge. Her signature song, which for me the the biggest memory I have surrounding her signature song is uh, the Blues Brothers. So in the movie, the Blues Brothers, they end up, uh, you know, they, they're blues musicians, but they end up at a country bar mm -hmm. in this movie. Yeah. And uh, they don't know any country oh, songs. Oh, you're talking about Stand By Your Man. Stand By Your Man. Yeah. So the only country songs that they knew were uh, Stand By Your Man and uh, Rawhide. Yeah. Uh, from, uh, <laughs> the from, that was on a TV Rawhide. show, right? Wasn't yeah. that like a yeah. theme song yeah. for a TV show? Well, the song was also on the top 50, I think. Yeah, so... That that's that's Tammy 50s. Wynette, born in uh, Mississippi. Yeah, she uh, "Stand by Your Man" was her big song, and uh, it's a hell of a song too. And to watch the Blues Brothers do it is uh, her is dad amazing. was a cotton farmer, so she actually ah. she grew up picking cotton on the family farm in Mississippi. That's cool. All right, so uh, the next one we've got is one of my favorite episodes, which is Meet the Manger Babies. I know you're not a big fan of it, but uh, it is one of my, my it's favorites. a it's a cringy episode. We have Troy Aikman as himself. Troy Aitman. Who just shows up for some reason at the Manger Babies. He does, yeah, he's uh, there. We have Peebo Bryson as uh, the anthem singer. Peebo? Peebo Bryson. Peebo Bryson. He was okay. a... Uh, he's a singer, yeah. R &B, yeah, R&B type singer. Uh, Can was, you stop the rain? He was pretty uh, He was pretty big at one point. Yeah, um, he, uh, he actually... Uh, I want to say that he, he was in Aladdin. He sung some stuff in Aladdin. Yeah, did he? he did. He did. Really? He contributed to two. It was two Disney featured soundtracks that he did. So he sang, uh, oh, crud, uh, A Whole New World. Did he? He sung A Whole no, New World. come on. He sung Beauty and the Beast with Celine Dion. Really? Yeah. That's Peebo Bryson? It's Peebo Bryson. Wow. Much bigger than I thought he was. Uh, he did four duets with... Uh, Regina Bell. 
for, yeah. for, for Disney. He did Without You, I Can't Imagine, A Whole New World, and Total Praise. Oh, and I think those were all in Aladdin. Uh, but that's Regina Bell. And then we have Debbie Derryberry as kid. What's I do not know Debbie Derryberry. D-E-B-I-D-E-R-R-Y-B-E-R-R-Y. An American voice actress. Debbie Derryberry. She has provided voices for a number of animation and video games. So Debbie Derryberry sounds like a character. Let's go ahead a, and hit her real person. quick because she is she's prolific. Prolific as far as animation and stuff that I've watched personally. So you've got Bobby's World. You've got uh, the Adams Family from the '90s. She was in All Real Monsters. She was in Life with Louie. Oh yeah. She played Judy Shepard in the uh, animation animated uh, Jumanji uh, show. She did some voices on Cow and Chicken. Uh, she was misinformation on South Park. If anybody knows who that is on South Park, uh, The Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy, Castle in the Sky, uh, Curious George. Wow. Monster High, Be Cool, Scooby Doo. She is. F she is, is the for person. Family. There you go. That's one. She, she plays Maureen Murphy you, in uh, F is for Family. She's kind of the person that you picture in your head when you say, "I want to be like a voiceover artist." Yeah, kind of and, and, and then it even goes to anime. She was in anime. Yeah. She did Tenchi, uh, Tenchi Moyo, uh, Tenchi Universe, Tenchi in Tokyo, Sailor Moon in the 2015. She played Diana in Sailor Moon. And then it even goes to film. She was in, uh, she did Voices in Aladdin. She did the Puppies in Babe. Uh, in Toy Story, she was the Aliens. She was the Troll. She was the voice on the intercom at Pizza Planet. Uh, again, she re reprises the Aliens in Toy Story 2. She did Jimmy Neutron in the movie Jimmy Neutron Boy Genius. Wow. Uh, you know, just just prolific. She did good tons job, Derry Derry Berry. Direct to video and Debbie television movies. She's the original uh, Jimmy. No, not the original Jimmy. She played Jimmy in the movie. She's Jimmy too. Well, that's, yeah, the movie came first. Did it? Yeah. Debbie Derry. Oh, no, I'll take that back. The Adventures of Jimmy Neutron, Boy Genius. Yes, she was the voice of Jimmy Neutron. Debbie uh, I, did, I overlooked that when I was scrolling through. And actually, she was the voice of JJ in JJ the Jet Plane. Hmm. Debbie Derryberry. Debbie Derryberry. She played Kid. She did video games. That was, too. A, that was a character. Kid. <laughs> So uh, let's hear her video games because her video games is kind of uh, prolific as far as video games for me. So she was in Crash she was, Bandicoot. She the was Wrath the voice of, of Ball and Pong. She did Co Coco Bandicoot. Uh -huh. uh, she played Jimmy Neutron's voice in a variety of games. Um, she was in some Nicktoons games, of course, doing Jimmy Neutron's voice. She played Coco Bandicoot, which is a uh, over a lot of the the Crash. Crash's little sister. Games. Yeah, Crash's, Crash's little, little sister. sister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She played she Crash's little sister. She also played the straight line in Tetris. <laughs> <laughs> she was. <laughs> well, she's done every version of Jimmy Neutron's voice in every place he's ever popped up in video games, TV shows, movies. So I guess that's her claim to fame. She's well, Jimmy. The last one on the Manger Babies episode, we've got Maurice LaMarche again uh, yeah, as Maurice Reverend LaMarche. Thomason. We've already uh, talked about him. Yeah. Le 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 Good God. Maurice, Maurice LaMarche. LaMarche. He is uh, he is very prolific. And and he's he's with uh, King of the Hill for a while. Yep. And, uh, again, my favorite one of his is uh, The Brain from Pinky and the Brain, which a lot of his voice actors, uh, his, a lot of the voices that he does are uh, – Kind of in the in the same vein as uh, oh man, what's the person's name? Uh, 
they talked about it here. Uh, Orson Welles. So mm. he used Orson Welles. He channeled Orson Welles for the brain and for a few of his other characters too. Uh, you could see he uses the uh, impression. So when he does brain, that's that's what it is. It is a Welles impression. So that's go. very good. Yeah, Orson Welles was something else. Well, if you if you have ever watched Pinky and the Brain, like actually watched it, a lot of the episodes kind of have hints and nods to things that Orson Welles was attached yeah. to during. Well, they his have career. a lot of old film stuff too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, that's next an one. amazing show, by the way. The, it, it's the whole okay. Animaniacs it's thing, okay. and I think I'm it was sorry. because of. Well, it was amazing for me as a child. <laughs> anyway, I think it was because of who created it. It was a Steven Spielberg creation. Yeah, yeah. it was an Amblin Entertainment thing. It was definitely a very. Uh, uh, you could tell that whoever created that show was a huge fan of film and cinema. Yes, absolutely. Well, I think that whole series, you know, it was all like throwback because it's on the on the uh, uh, the lot, you know, and all that stuff. They're yeah. on the Warner Brothers lot. Uh, I there is nothing better though than than them singing the capitals of cities and stuff. Yeah, yeah, know? yeah. Those and are, and one of the things do. that I didn't know, which is kind of funny, is. Uh, he actually voiced Alec Baldwin in Team America World Police. Oh, really? Have you ever seen that? He yeah, was actually yeah, yeah. Alec Baldwin. Yeah. Yeah, he actually did Alec Baldwin's oh, wow. voice in that. So. Next one is I Remember Mono. Uh, this is the one where uh, uh, Peggy gets mono, and uh, she has to end up telling uh, Hank about it finally. Yeah, that was a good episode. Uh, we get Joanna Gleason as Maddie Platter, uh, and then uh, we get Jennifer Jason Lee, who was – a fairly decent star as far as Brat Pack stuff goes when I was a kid. Uh, she is Amy. And then you get the one and only Carrie Strug as herself from uh, the Olympics. Because Bobby gives... Doesn't he give her a flower? Yeah, something oh, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah he, he, was, he was in love with her. Uh, all right, so we'll start you, with Carrie the top. You, you mentioned Joanna Gleason first. Yes. So, uh, she's a Canadian. Uh, she's, she's Canadian. Canuck. Uh, but not only that, she is a Tony Award-winning musical theatrical actress, mm -hmm. and she's been in a few notable things. So what she's best known for was originating the role of the baker's wife in the Stephen Soundheim's uh, Into the Woods. Mm. That's where she actually gets her Tony from. But she's been in films, too. She was in uh, Woody Allen's Hannah and Her Sisters, uh, Woody Allen's Crime and Misdemeanors she was in as well. Yeah. She was also in Paul Thomas Anderson's Boogie Nights. Oh, wow. Uh, and then she had various roles on Friends, The West Wing, The Good Who Life. Who was she in Boogie Affair. Nights? Uh, in Boogie Nights, let's see. She was Dirk's mom in Boogie oh, Nights. Dirk she Dickler. played Dirk Dickwood's mom, mm -hmm. yeah. And uh, she also uh, she did some... Uh, so for her film, she didn't play in a lot, a lot of stuff, but she was in Mr. Holland's Opus. That was oh, the one okay. that I know. Uh, Heartburn. Uh, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell everybody a big secret. What's that? Uh, oh, wait, that's the wrong film. Never mind. I'm not telling okay. you a secret. Wrong secret. Uh, Jennifer Jason Lee. Is she not the one that was in Howard the Duck? Uh, Jennifer Jason Lee was Isn't in. Isn't that correct? Let's see here. She was in, you said Howard the Duck. Howard the Duck. Uh, that's going to be a big filmography. Yeah, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was in it. She's been in a ton of stuff. No, nah, she, she wasn't still in Howard is. the Duck. It doesn't. It doesn't show that on there. She was in the Hateful Eight. That's all I've ever seen her in. Yeah. Really? So, so what I know that she was in. She was in. Uh, she was in that Fast Times. She played Stacy in Fast Times yeah. at Ridgemont High. Yeah. That's the one I know. Yeah. Uh, she played in. Uh, let's see, Backdraft. That's one I remember. That was the one. The firefighter movie with the what's his name. Uh, 
Kurt Russell. She was in that. Leah Thompson, who I was thinking. Yeah, of. Leah Thompson. Yeah. She was in Single White Female. That movie, I remember. Yeah, that, that was a big one. Uh, she was in Rush. I remember that one. Uh, let's see here. Uh, I don't really. Hey Arnold. She played in the Hey Arnold movie. She was a voice in it. Uh, Road to Perdition. That's one of the a, a good Tom Hanks movie. She was in. Uh, she was in The Machinist. Which is a, a really Machinist is a good one where what's his character. face lost all that weight. Yeah, Christopher Bale. It's a really good uh Christian Bale. Chris, Christian Bale, yeah. It's a really good character. Uh she's also in Dolores Claiborne. Oh, okay. She was in that one. All right. So she was also in what is cons- was a really, really, really award winning movie that was done by I wanna say uh yeah, it was a Quentin Tarantino movie. It was Samuel L. Jackson, Kurt Russell, Jennifer Jason Lee. Uh, it had uh, yeah. Uh, I said the hateful eight. Is that what you just mm-hmm. said? Yeah. Oh, first okay. one yeah. oh, that was the first one you said. I <laughs> yeah. didn't hear you say yeah. that. My bad. I'm, I misheard yeah. what you said. So yeah, yeah. She was in the she was in the hateful eight. Yeah, yeah. and no. she was nominated for literally. She was nominated for every supporting actress role from every film association you could think of. You've got the Academy Award, the Golden Globe, the BAFTA, the AACTA, the Austin Film Critics, the Awards Circuit Community Awards, the Broadcast Film Critics, Central Ohio, Chicago, Dallas-Fort Worth, Denver, Detroit, Florida, Georgia. She was on every award list for Best Supporting Actress of the Year in 2015. She's been in a lot of stuff. I I just remember her uh, as kind of part of that Brat Pack well, you know, another uh, movie then. that's really, really good of hers. Uh, I don't know if you've seen it yet, Mike, but it's a Brian Cranston film, uh, LBJ, where Brian Cranston yeah, plays Linda Baines Johnson. Yeah. You need to go watch that one. She plays uh, Lady Bird in that. Really? Yeah, she plays Lady Bird Johnson. She was Bird on Johnson. Weeds for a while, too. Uh, Weeds is a great show. That was a very good That was TV an amazing show. show. Yeah. That was a really, really good show. Yeah, she did. Uh, yeah, she was on there for like I, three years. I tried watching Weeds. Yeah. Well, it's, I thought it was okay. I'm not hating on it. <laughs> She was her I, sister, I right? I started watching it yeah. for a bit just because my mom and her roommates at the time watched it. Right. I was like, I was like, oh, this seems interesting. What 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 is it about? And I was I could I could I couldn't follow it. I was What's too about dumb weed? at the time. It's just yeah, about yeah, weed. Yeah. It's just it's just the I whole... didn't know what weed was. Oh, well, okay, I yeah, yeah, I got you. So why are they fighting over these grass clippings? That show came out. Uh, at at the height of my excitement about weed, like right when I graduated high school, my I realized, excitement about weed. Well, I mean, it was I graduated high school, <laughs> and like once you graduate high school, it was like that big lift of oh, my parents aren't in control of my life anymore, you know. And yeah. uh, I was I watched the crap out of that show. That was one of my favorite shows on TV at the time. What else is uh, has Carrie Strug been in anything else? Uh, Carrie Strug. Well, she's got some pop popular culture stuff she did a cameo in 90210 clueless she was in uh she was referenced in sabrina the teenage witch she was referenced in bojack horseman touched by an angel yeah uh she was referenced <laughs> in community they referenced her in murphy brown yeah uh she was referenced in uh that's kind of cool though i mean she you know the thing that she was she was known for was the gymnastics stuff in the olympics yeah yeah, yeah. Well, she's the one Roseanne that broke joke. her she's the one that broke her ankle and, and then finished anyway and was carried off by her russian Which trainer crazy uh, yeah. but she was uh there's a roseanne joke so roseanne there's an episode called rosambo where she flips the roof off of a train car mm. or she she flips off the roof of a train car and lands on her feet and when she lands roseanne says eat your heart out carrie strug <laughs> so she's in that and she actually has a voice cameo in a uh I've never heard of this. It's a spinoff of Harvey Birdman, attorney at law called Bird Girl. Mm. Yeah, it's a sto- it's um I've his daughter takes that. over. That oh, has wow. to be that has to be new, right? It, it's new. It's um I think it's still going. Uh, it only started like 2018, I think. 
So it's on HBO Max. Okay, I'm gonna have to check that out then because I really like Harvey Birdman a lot. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Well, they've the one. Well, you gotta think HBO Max has all the Hanna Barbera stuff, and Bird Girl is all Hanna Barbera. uh, Oh sure, yeah. Stuff you know. All right. Next, we have three days at the condo or of the condo. Uh, We have Castulo Guerrera as the magistrate. But the biggest one, I believe, here is Paul Rodriguez as Jacinto. Oh, P-Rod. I know his son more than him. So his son is a professional skateboarder. Uh-huh. And, uh, he was a big comedian in, like, in the 80s. Yeah, 80s, so 90s. P-Rod. Yeah, he did real I've well. never... Uh, the, only, the only thing that I've ever seen him in is in 2002, uh, coming up off of the original Kings of Comedy... It was Bernie Mac and uh, that movie, The Kings of Comedy, had Bernie Mac and... Uh, it was a whole tour. Yeah, yeah, it was a whole tour. Well, yeah. in response to that, the Latin comedians yes. did one. And yes. it was called The Original Latin Kings of yeah. Comedy. Yeah, and he was that. in that. And that's the first place I ever seen him because it was... Uh, Paul it Rodriguez was, like was around the for a long time. Though. Big, Yeah, it was like all the big... Uh, Latin comedians. You had Paul Rodriguez. It was like George Lopez, uh, Joey Medina, and Alex Raimundo. And uh, I don't know. I think uh, I think that was a really good movie. If you like if you like stand up comedy, I, I feel like you gotta you gotta go watch that one. Castulo Guerrera. Uh, we we talked about him on the last episode. Yeah, like we this. did. Uh, he he was. Uh, he's been in Terminator Two, Usual Suspects, The Mexican. Uh, he's been in a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff, and he does does a lot of uh, voices, especially for like Deathstroke, I believe. Yeah, yeah, he was uh he was also in uh The Usual Suspects. He was in Terminator 2. Hmm. Uh he the critically acclaimed Beverly Hills Chihuahua 2. <laughs> you know, uh Roger and Ebert gave that one about 4,000 thumbs up. Sure. They gave him all the dog thumbs. Yeah. It's a masterpiece. Watch the fight all through the night. Even in the heart of uh, next, we have Traffic Jam. This one, Traffic of course, is Jam. the big one with Chris Rock in it as yeah. Roger Budasak. Wait, who? Chris Rock. I don't know. Chris I was going to say something stupid. <laughs> well, well, we all know who Chris Rock is. Yeah, we all know who Chris Rock is. <laughs> and me and Mike back. actually, well, me and Mike actually have gotten to uh, have an interview and speak with Chris Rock's ex-publicist. Yeah, that's uh, somebody that's real close with him and that's worked with him a lot in. Uh, uh, in our uh, Letterman endeavor that we, we were on at the beginning of the year, we, we spoke, got to talk to Man, him. I started working here too late. <laughs> Just a little bit. We spoke uh, to a guy who saw Chris Rock one time. Yeah, no, th- we He's actually really, we, we actually spoke to somebody who could call Chris Rock from their cell phone. Yeah. Like, uh, her uh, shout out to Nicole and Jay Ryan from he, from California. You know, the other big name in this is John Amos. Uh, John Amos was a huge African American actor. He was in uh, Coming to America and. Uh, Die Hard too. Uh, he's been in a bunch of stuff. And John Amos is one of those guys. That oh, John when, Amos. Yeah. Yeah. When you see his face, you know who he is. Yeah, you yeah. Know? I know exactly guy, who he is. Right? I don't even have to see his face. I know I who mean, he is because he was on Good Times. Yeah, he was James Senior yeah, on exactly. Good Times. Yeah, you've That's seen him in a billion from. things. Uh, he's one of my favorite because uh, he was in Coming to America too, and that was uh-huh. funny as hell. That was super funny his role in that. But uh, he he had a he's he's prolific. He was a Broadway guy. And, uh, you know, he was actually on the Mary Tyler Moore show. Yes. Yes. He and was. he was also on, uh, he was on the West wing too, uh, for, uh, he was Admiral Percy Fitzwallace. Then we have, the then we have Amy Hill who played Mrs. Kalikia, which, uh, Amy Hill guys is, uh, she is 
most notable for she played uh, a character on That's So Raven, but I feel like the most notable stuff for me would be uh, she was Mama Toru on Jackie Chan. She was uh, Miss Hasawa, uh, Hasagawa on Lilo and Stitch, the TV series. Uh, and a lot of these TV series that I named that I had to watch were generally because my little sister at the time uh, was attached to different shows and stuff because I've seen shows that generally a teenage boy wouldn't watch. But mm-hmm. since I was a teenage boy with a sister who was six oh, yeah. years younger than me, sure. I had to watch a lot of crap that I didn't want to. But she also uh, she played Miss Kwan in Cat in the Hat. But the most notable role for me that she played in was Sue in Fifty First Dates. So in Fifty First Dates, uh, Adam Sandler goes to this restaurant once he realizes that this girl is her, she loses her mind every 24 hours. And uh, one of the people that's trying to protect her is a woman named Sue. And uh, she plays a Samoan uh, restaurant. Like they own this restaurant and they try to to protect her from, uh, from him. But she's been in, she's been in a fair amount of stuff. She's been a lot of stuff. She's, she's, uh, she generally plays uh, an, an Asian role. In, in everything that she's played in, because she is, uh, she's, uh, she's also a. I think she's stand-up comedian. Islander, right? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Uh, no, actually, Pacific she was Islander. born in Deadwood, South Dakota. Oh wow! Okay. But I think, I think her heritage. She, is I think Pacific her. Island. I think she has a Pacific Islander heritage. It doesn't really say anything so, about it here. Oh, she is. Uh, she is a Japanese American. So oh, she was okay. born to a Japanese mother and a Finnish American father. Gotcha. And. Uh, her father actually died in 1979 in an automobile accident, wow. which has nothing to do with anything that we're talking about. But uh, we've got Jess, go. Jess Harnell, who also plays uh, Toenail in this one. Uh, Jess Harnell is uh, he he's done a ton of voices. He was also an Animaniacs. He did some voices in Transformers and and different things like that. All American Girl. Did you ever ever see that show, uh, Margaret Cho? Oh yeah, no no no. I'm not I'm not a huge Margaret show fan well that's how uh that's that was her her breakout was playing uh the role of grandmother young he or, oh, yeah, or yeah, grandma yeah. kim yeah, sure. in the short-lived sitcom all american and then my, one of my favorites orlando jones uh is also in this he's kidding, oh yeah orlando Loki. jones orlando jones has been in a buttload of stuff but the first time i ever saw orlando jones and i may have told this story before he um he was picked as the guy who did a seven up commercial for the Super Bowl. Yep. And he would wear this t shirt that says, um, what would it say? It was like, uh, oh, on the front of the shirt, it says, make seven. On the back of the shirt, it says, up yours. Yeah. And so he would walk around and he didn't understand why people were pissed off at him because the back of his shirt says, up yours all the whole time. I yeah. just thought that was fantastic. Well, uh, He's he's one of the original. He's the original. Uh, was it how many was there? There was. He was one of the original nine Mad TV hires yes. when they first started. Yes. So, you but had, he was in uh, Evolution with uh, with uh, David Duchovny, and he was in the Time Machine. Drum yeah, that's line, a good one. Replacements. Yeah. I mean, he's been in a ton of stuff. Ton of stuff. One of the best best roles I thought he he had was in American Gods. He was in that, which uh, American that's something Gods that is I didn't know show. here. Okay, so uh, man, this is this is rabbit holes that have pertain nothing to King of the Hill whatsoever. But I didn't know that Mad TV was produced by Quincy Jones. Yeah, he bought the magazine and then started the show, which I didn't know that. So I mean, I thought that was interesting. 
Oh, he, oh yeah, he also he didn't buy uh, the magazine, did he? Yeah, he bought the rights. He bought Mad Magazine. He bought he the maybe rights. He bought the rights to it. Uh, he bought the well because Mad Magazine was didn't have like an error where it died for a little bit. Oh yeah, that cracked both. Yeah, yeah so I think that's what ended up happening. It kind of had like that little bloop where it died, yeah. and then he bought, went and bought it and went and bought the rights or whatever it was to it. But yeah, he had uh, he definitely had a hand in that. But I really. Uh, the show that I remember him from was uh, he was on a TV show. Oh, what's it called? Let me see if I can find it real fast. He was a recurring, a recurring. I think it was him anyway. I want to say it was a TV show with Amanda Bynes and him. I could yeah, be wrong. I'm, I'm completely lost on that one. Yeah, I'm lost on. too. You know, he's in that Ghost Whisperer crap that you that you have to watch. I did he, not he ever call it crap. Oh, I, sorry. I want I want Jennifer Love Hewitt to understand that I never called. He crap. never called it crap. He loves the show. It's his favorite <laughs> show. He watches it twice twice a day. But yeah, no, he was in there. He was on that show. So our next one is Hank's Dirty Laundry. Uh, we've got Billy West. Uh, yep. Famous voice actor. Famous voice actor Billy yep. West is is pretty prolific as far as uh, the voice acting. And work. then we have Lynn Thigpen playing the judge. And Lynn Thigpen, um, she's she's passed now, but she's been in some big stuff. She was in The Warriors, the original one, uh, Bicentennial Man, Anger Management, Lean on Me. I mean, she's done a lot of stuff. Uh, she was a very oh yeah, she was the one that was in Worm World is uh, Carmen San Diego, pretty heavy, mm-hmm. and she played the moon. And it's funny that. Uh, uh, I get to discuss this because right now my this was one of my wife's childhood shows that she liked, mm-hmm. so she's been forcing it onto my, you know, freshly born child. He's nine months now, <laughs> and uh, you know my son is as old, almost as old as the podcast. Oh wow! Uh, it was like because remember it was we were only in like beginning of season one when he was born. Oh yeah! But uh, Bear in the Big Blue House is a show that my house, wife yeah. has been putting on every day for my son. And uh, it's not a bad she does show. the moon. It's really nice. It's kind of weird though how the show starts out. I never yeah. even knew it started it's out like bad, this. Not bad though. But it's he not. He starts off sniffing. He starts off sniffing. Yeah. yeah. And then he goes, "Well, something smells good. Yeah. Oh, it must be you." Yeah. And that's where yeah. he starts yeah. off the show. And, and then he eats that child. And, yeah. And he says, "Oh, you smell <laughs> so sweet," or whatever. You know, he comes up with a different scent, like yeah. what you smell like for every yeah. episode. But she also did a huge. She she played a big role in uh, where in the world is Carmen San Diego? Where. In the world is All right, next one is uh, Leanne Saga. Uh, again, Joanna Gleason. We we covered her already. Uh, one of my all time favorites, though, Jennifer Coolidge as Ms. Crimson. Jennifer Kremser. Coolidge. Yeah, yeah, she uh, prolific. Jennifer Coolidge. Did you see the SNL uh, skit? Yes. Did you see the the? the uh, I don't know who does uh, who did it. I don't yes. know all I don't the people's know that names either. Name, no. But uh, but Jennifer great Jennifer, spot on. Coolidge will always be Stifler's mom, and she will also always be uh, the lady that owned the dogs in uh, Best in Show. I have to go back and watch some stuff of hers because uh, you want to see prime Jennifer Coolidge. Watch Best in Show. Best in Show. I'll Best watch that. Show. I'm. I, I was just really surprised about as much stuff as that that, that she was in. Oh, she's but been but in a ton. I want everybody and she's had like a, to remember a, a renaissance here lately. Too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She's, she's just on everywhere. that new show or whatever. Well, not only that, she's doing old I, Navy commercials. I think she did stuff. her. I think she did her memoirs recently too. That's why she's she's yeah. she's in uh, pretty heavy. But everybody's um, got to remember if it wasn't for her recurring role on King of the Hill. There's no telling where she would be. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. Chloe Feynman was is who played her, and uh, 
SNL. Oh, oh yeah, there you go. Yeah, good, yeah, job. There you go. good job. Appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, because I don't know funny. the name. She does the good, good impressions. She was a part of the Groundlings. I've never heard of them. By the way, oh, you've never heard of the Groundlings? Really? Nah. Well, I, oh, I knew yeah. they were like they're like uh, the, one of the seminal uh, improv groups of yeah, all time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know they were like a historical, and then I know that well, like you, you talk about the Groundlings, you talk about Second City, and you talk about uh, Upright Citizens Brigade. Those are like the ones. Those are the big. Yeah, ones. see, I never heard of them. And looking at their list of uh, alumni, I mean, Will Ferrell. Oh, it's a buttload. Yeah. It's basically, so Second City, Chicago, uh, Groundlings is L.A. Lisa Kudrow. See, I didn't know oh, that yeah. Lisa Kudrow ton, ton, participated ton, ton, ton. in yeah. improv. Chris Parnell. Yeah. Yeah, Maya Rudolph. I oh, didn't yeah. know she did. I, they I didn't, all I didn't came know she from the same group. Like that. Yeah. Uh, that's crazy. Well, there uh, you go. Uh, next one is Junkie Business. Uh, we have Bertilla Damas as Maria. We have Jim Dotrieve as Jason Adderley, and then we have Brent Forrester as Leon Petard. Leon Well, Bertilla, let's see here. She's a Cuban actress. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think we've talked about her before. Yeah, so it says here, uh, so she began working in Spanish-language theater while in college, Mm -hmm. and she was accepted to the Circle in the Square Theater in New York, which is a a huge school there for uh, uh, theater actors. And... uh, she met someone named Terry Hayden who got her interested in the actress studio. Mm-hmm. Uh, she worked on and off Broadway and then did regional theater. Uh, her filmography is not very extensive. She was in nothing but trouble. Uh, isn't no nothing, but yeah, no, nothing but trouble was the Dan Aykroyd one, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah with with bad. him and uh, Chevy chase. Yeah. Terrible, terrible movie. Yeah. Demi Moore. Uh, she was in Fires Within, Mi Vida Loca, uh, I, movies. I, I haven't heard of any of her movies, but her TV. Let's see what she did in TV. She she was in some Deep Space Nine. Uh, she did a little bit of, uh, let's see here, uh, NYPD Blue. Uh, again, she was a uh, Maria Montalvo uh, in King of the Hill, and she was customer number two. So she does four episodes of yeah. King of the Hill. So she she does uh, she does play as Maria Montalvo in more than one episode, and then whoever customer number two is, uh, she did a little bit of ER. Yeah, she's just she's just one of those. She's done a lot. Faces you see in four or five episodes of this show, or two or three episodes of this show. One of uh, the one of the last ones I said was Brent Forrester. He is uh, he is a writer, producer, director. Uh, he worked on The Office. He also worked on the Ben Stiller show and then King of the oh, Hill, wow. Space Force. I mean, he's worked on a ton of stuff. Yeah, he, he, uh, I see here that uh, he's he wrote a bunch of Simpsons stuff, too. He, he did a few episodes of The Simpsons. He was also then, a contributing writer on uh, Mr. Show with Bob and uh, David. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, he co-wrote with Judd Apatow an episode for Undeclared, yeah. which is, I think it's a Judd Apatow TV show. It is, yeah. It was, uh, it was about the same time as, I think, maybe right after Freaks and Geeks. He wrote the merger off. episode. Have you ever seen Freaks and Geeks? I've seen Freaks and Geeks. I don't know how many times I've watched Freaks it. And, have you that ever watched is, it, Mason? Did you ever watch Freaks and Geeks, this series? Yeah, uh, when I was uh, really? younger. I thought it was okay. It's a good show. I think it's yeah. amazing. Like it if you lot. watch it, you look and you're like, okay, so this is where that person got uh-huh. their start, that yeah. person got their start, yeah. that person. Like it the, is crazy like, seeing, like, what, a 20-year-old Seth Rogen? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah Seth, well, I don't absolutely. even think he was 20. I think he was, like, yeah, they 19. Were, they were I think they were all, like, teenagers. Yeah. They were all just barely 18, 19. James Franco. Yeah, and uh, I think that the, uh, Daly. the distancing yep. of James Franco and Seth Rogen is insane. Like, the second that James Franco had allegations, 
allegations brought up against him, which mm-hmm. turned out to be, you know, moderately true, not allegations like real stuff. It's crazy how quick like Seth Rogen and everybody distanced them this, themselves from him because Seth Rogen will no longer he ref, he will no longer work with James Franco. You know, he also worked on the Stupids with um, uh, uh, Tom Arnold. Oh, Tom Which it, it, the Stupids is a is a ridiculous movie. There is a, but it is like his biggest thing. Like if you want to see top Tom Arnold, watch the Stupids. Speaking of uh, Tom Arnold, if you want a really really good documentary to watch, go watch about Tom Arnold's sister. She was one of the largest methamphetamine dealers in the United States. Oh, really? I think it was Tom Arnold's sister. Yeah. You just said it like it was a. I'm pretty sure it was Tom Arnold thing, and then you said you thought it was her. No, it is. Yeah, it's Tom Arnold's sister. So it's called Queen of Meth. Her name is Lori Arnold. Yeah, Queen of Meth is what they called her. She was. Uh, they're from Iowa. Yeah. So in that part of the world, there's nothing to do. So uh, she became <laughs> a meth dealer. Okay. Yeah, she really did. She did uh, 15 years in prison. She was arrested by the DEA when they when they arrested her. They seized over 15 or sorry over 10 million dollars in assets from wow. her. Yeah, we also had Jim Dotrieve, uh, which Jim I Dotrieve. mentioned, and yeah. uh, he he is known the namesake for, for Bill Dotrieve. Well, he's known for King of the Hill. He's known for Bob's Burgers. Uh, he's he's done quite a bit of TV. And uh, the thing and that's that he's not most even, famous for these days that's is not even including the Sweet Life of Zach and Cody. Well, the the thing that he's most <laughs> famous for these days, Mike, is dropping bombshells uh, on people uh, like true. us that's because true. I actually am his friend on Facebook. Yeah. I'm yeah. actually Jim Dotry's friend on Facebook, yeah. and I've communicated with him once or twice. Uh, he he drops literal bombs that blows people's minds. So the video that me and Mike discussed in one of our Friday episodes, yeah. uh, the video of uh, the real ending of King of the Hill, that little clip that we watched, yeah. he's the one that Oh, yeah, he's the one that said Facebook. it was out there. Yeah, yeah he's the one right. that put that that's out right. there. Okay. So let's uh, let's see if we can't get through the rest of these. We've got three more here: Life in the Fast Lane, Bobby's Saga. Uh, we have Tara Strong as Billy, uh, which I don't know who Tara Strong is. Harley Quinn. Was... She's Harley Quinn. Oh, She's is Harley she? Quinn. Oh, yeah. Okay. So she also did Timmy. Actor. She did Timmy. Uh, she's done a lot. She's still, she's, she's, she's huge. Yeah. She you've is, heard, is you've heard her. Actor. If you've seen anything animated, you've heard her voice at least once. Wow. Yeah. So she did, in the last uh, twenty years. She yeah. has a a filmography page that you have to click on. So she has a, a whole separate filmography page. Mm. So for her animation, uh, she played Hello Kitty. She's done Hello Kitty's voice. She was like four or five characters in the Care Bears in the 80s. Uh, Patty Putty in the Garbage Pail Kids. Patty Putty. Uh, Chloe in Madeline. She played young Celeste in Babar. She was in Beetlejuice. Uh, let's see more notable shows. Who is uh, who? Who the heck was she in this? In this episode. Oh, in this episode? It says uh, Billy. Billy, which is probably one of the... Oh, the f- uh, what, the first kid? The kid um, maybe. Bob. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, she's done a lot of stuff. Uh, she it, played. She did Bubbles voice in the Powerpuff Girls. Uh, she, she did some voices on Pepper Ann, Family Guy, Giggling Girl in Clerks, the animated series. She <laughs> she played in the she done Wild Thornberries. One of the bigger ones that she's known for, of course, is the Fairly Odd Parent. She did Timmy Turner's voice. Uh, I'm trying to see some other big ones. Uh, she just did a lot of small stuff, a lot of one off voices. I guess that's. Like I said, well, she's done so much. I'm not gonna sit here and the list biggest everything one. She's done. The biggest one in this is Dale Earnhardt as himself, of course. 
Dale Earnhardt. Dale Earnhardt. Yeah. Dale Earnhardt. Uh, Rest you know, in if, peace. If, if those of you who Rest don't know who peace. Dale Earnhardt is, uh, you don't watch NASCAR. So there you go. And and, and I'm going to go ahead and bring this full circle. So uh, we were talking about Coco Bandicoot and the voice actor for Coco Bandicoot. Well, she also has voiced Coco Bandicoot. We talked about another voice actor uh-huh. just a while ago that had done it. Well, there's a, a, a TV show called... Uh, Skylanders Academy, and she voices. Uh, it's a Netflix show. She voices Coco Bandicoot in that. All right, there you go. Now so we've got all go. the Coco Bandicoot information we could totally uh, deep breath need. Okay, so for her feature films, <laughs> <laughs> now she was, she did uh, Dill Pickles in the Rugrats movies in the nineteen ninety eight and two thousand. The Rugrats uh, in Paris. Go. So yeah, she's done a lot of stuff, guys. A lot, a lot of stuff. Well, uh, next one. Uh, she this played Cockknocker. Sorry, she played Cockknocker and Jay. Cockknocker. Jay and Silent Bob's super groovy cartoon movie. Hey, she by the way, Cockknocker in that. Cockknocker. <laughs> uh, next, Peggy's Turtle Song. Uh, Annie DeFranco as Emily. Uh, do you know Annie DeFranco? Uh, I'd have to probably like I'm gonna have to look her up. I probably know who she is, but I I couldn't name her just by her name. Annie DeFranco. You Annie said? DeFranco. Yep. Uh, she, oh yeah, she's a singer songwriter. She's a yeah, singer songwriter. Yeah, yeah. She was. Uh, she did. Uh, uh, she was. Had some stuff in My Best Friend's Wedding, uh, in the the movie Lady Bird, which that was uh, more recent and pretty big. Uh, is but, that in that the movie about LBJ's wife? Mm, no, no, that's the movie um, with a uh, Shosha Ronan. That's uh, right. You know about the um, depressed job. high school, uh, maybe not depressed, the high school. Yeah, yeah I yeah, got what yeah. you're saying. Yeah, and then uh, we had Beth Grant as a nurse. Uh, Beth Grant uh, was in Donnie Darko, No Country for Old Men. One of my favorites of all time, Little Miss Sunshine. Um, she's been in quite a few things, uh, and she played the nurse. And then once again, we had Maurice LaMarche as Gary and Tammy Wynette again as Tilly Hill. Yeah, so there you go. Tammy Wynette, reoccurring. That's, that's funny, though. So uh, back to Annie DeFranco. Uh, in the Wikipedia, so Wikipedia gets uh, knocked all the time because it's supposedly, quote, unquote, an unreliable source of information. But if you go down, it has a reference sheet. Well, on the reference sheet, there is a, uh, a link that you can click on, and it takes you to a... Uh, article about Annie DeFranco uh, from 1998 on MTV News. That is uh, almost the end. The last one of that season is Propane Boom, of course, uh, where Luann loses her hair and her boyfriend. Um, and uh, in that one, we have people that we've all covered, but Chuck Mangione is himself, of yep. course. Joanna Gleason yep. as operator. Jim Cummings as Mark McJimsey. Yep. And then once again, the prolific and lovely Jennifer Coolidge as Ms. Kresner. Awesome. So, yeah, like when you talk about people like Jim Cummings and Billy West and uh, what was the lady's name we just discussed? Mason? Uh, Tara Strong. Tara Strong. Those are heavy. Like when you see their name on a thousand different animated shows, it just shows that they're their voice acting, their their voice acting elite, especially when you talk about Jim Cummings and Billy West and then Tara Strong. Yeah, it's amazing uh, when you start looking at these people's careers, uh, how they have made. A, oh, Jim uh, Cummings especially, he has pretty. Well, just how they've made a, a career out of just speaking voices. into a mic. Yeah, well, think about uh, well, t- to me when I think about voice acting, the, the I think about the the uh, the Michael Jordan or the Tom Brady of voice acting, Mel Blanc. Oh yeah, he's the one that always comes to my mind because he has over ninety something voices inside of him. 
Well, not anymore. Well, they're still inside of him. Are they? They're just that inside that works? of him underground. <laughs> they, yeah, because buried cause, him with his voices. Well, because this is what I was. Uh, this is what <laughs> they do in paleontology. They take the throat and stuff uh-huh. from these dinosaurs, uh-huh. and they push air through it. Sure. To see what kind of sound the dinosaur would make. Okay. So if you got Mel Blanc and got his voice out of there and you blew air through it, through it, it would say, "What's up, Doc?" <laughs> I don't think that's the way it works. I don't think that's you don't the think way that's how it works. works. No, I don't uh, think so. No. Okay. But, but it's a good try. I and I'd be willing to blow air through Mel Blanc's windpipe i guess well that is uh Manually that's all machine, that's <laughs> all we've got for this friday uh rusty tell them where they can find us guys you can find us at linktree so i started a linktree link that tree. way it kind of consolidates everything so if you go to link tr.ee slash bwaaa that's three a's k-o-t-h you'll find every link you need for us uh also i'm still every uploading, link you didn't even know you uh, needed. yeah there's links on there you might not even know about so if you didn't know we do have a youtube channel <laughs> and uh we have 300 plus views so far on that youtube channel so everybody Good. that's went and found us on youtube and is looking at us there thank you appreciate it i'm Absolutely. still gonna have all the ep- episodes uploaded it's just taking a while uh i want to personalize each one so it's it's unique to you guys and uh i'm that's just a uphill project but uh I want to thank everybody again for continuing to watch us. And uh, you can go over to roguemedianetwork.com to find more great podcasts as well as this podcast. And uh, we'd love it if you would go check out some other podcasts too and help those guys out and give them some, uh, give them some love and uh, go engage with them too. There's a lot of great podcasts on the network. And as the new year starts, there's a lot more projects to come out. There's one that uh, you recently started, Mike, that uh, me and my family have enjoyed the Holiday Stories. Really? You've been listening to Holiday Stories, Yeah, huh? The Gift of the Magi by O. Henry, right? Holiday yeah. Stories, uh, we've done that for two years running now. Uh, every every year around Thanksgiving, I start reading stories about Thanksgiving and then Christmas. Yeah, yeah, we liked it. it was, That's cool. It was, Great. It was, uh, it, was, it was refreshing. It was something different that <laughs> we, we got to enjoy yeah. over the holidays. That's cool. I'm glad to hear it. Well, because, yeah. you know, my wife's an educator as well, so she yeah. likes all those kind of things, too. She yeah. likes she listens to a lot of audio books, a lot of audio did she, stuff. Did she critique me? She did not critique you. She <laughs> listened to it with, like, full That'd enjoyment. She cool, really though. liked it. She really enjoyed yeah. it. Yeah. Tell her anytime she wants to critique me. I'm, I'm open for it, so I'm good for it. <laughs> well, she liked it. She enjoyed it. Yeah. I enjoyed it, That's too. That's cool. Uh, good. You, well, you being an educator for all those years, you have that that tonal quality of, uh, of an educator. So when you're listening to it, you're, you're, it's... I don't know. It's not. It wasn't boring. And when I die, someone can blow through my larynx to uh, get get, get my the voice holiday back stories. Out. So if you yeah, want see, the they holiday won't have stories, to do it because I record so much. So oh, there you it's go. Already done. So all we'll have somebody to do is compile your voice into an AI. I was talking to somebody the other day because I've started a new show where I talk to podcasters about their podcast. Yeah, I've seen that right? too. Yeah. And um, the guy made the point that uh, one of the reasons he does it is to, to chronicle what he was thinking and get creative stuff out there so that generations after him will know who he was. That's interesting. And it's, that's a really good point. You that's know, interesting. I thought, Man, yeah. That's kind of cool. That is, because that I mean, neat. I could write stuff down for my kids and things like that, but it, until this they, is a physical thing that our children can go back and well, actually absolutely. listen to. And they can hear what I was kind of into also, yeah. you know, in my inflection and things like that. So it is a little and different. And they can hear you talking about them and stuff like that. You know how we, we mentioned our families <laughs> oh, yeah, on sure. here. So, you know, sure. it's, it's a, it is a cool thing, and now, I, I kind of look at it that perspective too. We're leaving we're leaving something behind that once it's on the internet, it's there for infinity. You know, it's yeah, we're it's leaving always there. We're leaving something behind that people want rather yeah. than what we've done before. I think we should uh, start trying to put this physically on uh, cassettes, and then we could, we, should, we should launch a cassette series. Mm. Okay, you know, blah, the King of the Hill cassette series. Yeah, let's do that. It's yeah. a mail. We'll mail you a cassette. 
Well, that's season one, one that on I did. Well, that's one thing in uh, like Columbia. I, I, was, I was doing research for a podcast I'm not even a part of, the Found Sound podcast. Yeah, I was doing research about cassettes, yeah. and apparently, the music industry has been propped up by the prison system in uh, cassette making. So cassettes oh, yeah. for popular music still exist. It's only just been phased out within the last like eight or nine years in prisons. But for uh, the last, you know, you go back a decade in music, uh, they're still on cassettes. They have a ton of music on cassettes because wow. prisons didn't allow certain things. Well, that and makes cassettes sense. are see-through yeah. kind of thing. So you had a see-through radio, a see-through tape. There's nothing that you can't hide your crack in your tape and smuggle crack into a uh, uh, prison facility with it or whatever, but it was a way for the prison system to still have access to music, and they sold tons of them yeah. because they sold them at a premium. You're not you're paying triple in jail for that same cassette that you would pay, you know, oh yeah, a well, few bucks for at a at a you're, store. You're paying six bucks for a pack of ramen in prison too. I mean, yeah. that's, because the corporations got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so uh, tell them where they can find us and how they can get us. Uh, I think you've already done that. Yeah, again. So I believe we're done. Hit us on Linktree, <laughs> Block K-O-T-H. Head on over to Rogue Media Network, absorb yeah. all that. Yeah. Uh, find something you like, find something you don't like, comment it, tell us what we could do better. And we will be back uh, next week with uh, Season 3, episode, episode 10. 10. And this is one of Mason's favorites, he told me. Oh, okay. Yeah, coming up. Yeah, it's um, the one where they um, get become volunteer firefighters. There you go. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. That's the one I watched when I was supposed to have watched the so other one last get, uh, week. So I know get, about that one. You'll get extra Mason sauce on this uh, one. It's a great episode. And again, that's an episode where it shows how much Hank really loves his friends. Yeah. Yeah. And well, how much you he got does that, for him. You got that to look forward to. We will see yep. you next time, guys. Wimaton, yay. Wimaton, yo. This has been a Rogue Media Network production.